Welcome to Real Estate Business Explained. On this show, we share insights to what it really looks like to build a real estate business from the inside, the good, the bad, and the ugly. I'm Sean, and as a coach and trainer, over the past 15 years, I've seen it all, and I wanna share what I've learned with you. So whether you're just getting started or you've already got a lot going on and you're just looking for something new, I'm confident there's gonna be something here for you. Let's get into it. Hey, I'm Sean, and welcome to today's episode. Just gonna get it out there. If you're joining me on video and you've noticed that I don't have my regular backdrop, that's because I'm hanging out in beautiful Georgian Bay with family in Ontario. And I just love shooting this podcast, so I wanna make sure we didn't miss an episode. I'm also going to share that I was able to spend a lot of extra time with my family and you know, outside of where I regularly operate from because I've been really purposeful in how I've built my business so that I have the ability to be a little bit more mobile. And some of you might say, oh, okay, Sean, you know, your business is different than mine, or that wouldn't work with my clients, or that wouldn't work with my process. And yet, I just wanna, I wanna share that from my perspective, the purpose of a business is to fund the best life that you can live. And with that, if your best life involves having locational flexibility, then you should make strives to, to build your business in a way that you can take little things like this as well. In fact, I've been working here all week and I've gotten a lot done. And my fi family, meanwhile, has been able to see their, my, my kids have seen their grandparents. They've spent every single day swimming in the lake and, and enjoying the weather and, and building memories. And at the same time, I was able to do that when I otherwise wouldn't have been able to, to peel myself away from everything because I made a choice and I, I made plans that allowed me to still serve my clients and still serve the needs of my business while frankly enjoying one of my favorite places on earth. So look at your business, look at your schedule, look at the way that you build your commitments and the technology that you use and the promises that you make and the way that you interact with your team and your clients and find ways to take little bits back for yourself. But that's not where we're going today. Today, what I wanna talk about is appointments. I had a great coaching call with one of my, my clients this week where we started talking about his team and they were really focused on appointments. They wanted more of them and they were challenged to book as many as they felt like they needed and the ones that they needed often weren't the right appointments or they were taking them away from their other priorities. And we ended up using the entire coaching call just with me sharing ideas and thoughts that I had surrounding how to check your mindset for appointments, how to, how to, to teach your team that they are, they're valuable and an appointment is something that you can give and it's, it's not something that you take from your clients or you should even ask for, it's something that you should offer. And then we shared scripts and thoughts and it was just a really great half hour session. And so coming out of it, I thought, man, this is something that I'm sure everyone that I share through my podcast and my blog with would love to have the same perspective because it took me a lot of time to really understand how I should structure the way that I looked at appointments, how I should organize them. And, and I think it even took me a long time to realize how important that they were. So what I wanna start with today is gonna to be the beginning of a short series where we just dig into appointments, why they're important, what, what constitutes an appointment that's worth going on, um, and why, why agents obsess over them. 
and, and we're going to start there and I'm, I'm going to move on to the mindset and the techniques and, and the strategies you can have for yourself, for your team, for your calendar, because if you want to live a life where you're able to take time with your family, that's a big piece that you need to manage as well. And, and we're going to round it out just with a whole bunch of practical tips that you can use to boost your business. So today I want to start by just talking about what they are. So an appointment is something that if you've been in this industry for any time at all, you've probably noticed that top agents seem to obsess over. They count them, they track them, they compare their numbers with other agents. They talk about how many they've been on, they talk about their conversion ratios, they talk about you know, how many they need to reach their goals. And coming into this business from an outsider might not make sense. Especially if you come from an environment where you were perhaps like a corporate background. Well, in a corporate background, people often kind of detest meetings. They eat your schedule, they can be kind of boring. So like, what gives? What's the value in it? And I think that one of the important things to realize is that when we say an appointment, there's a lot of things that we don't mean. So when I say an appointment, I don't mean going to show a buyer a house. I don't mean an appointment with your broker to go over some marketing materials and, and check that they're going to pass compliance. I don't mean an appointment to meet your friends at the gym or even an appointment with another realtor to go prospecting. The term appointment in real estate refers to meeting with someone who might want to do business with you. And this is your conversion opportunity. It's your, your chance to convince them to do business with you. So the, the, the focus on appointments is really more about finding great opportunities and having the chance to pitch than anything else. Okay. So why are these so important? Well, if you look at your real estate business, I like to look at it as a, as a funnel. And this is really common. If you, if you don't know what I mean when I say funnel or, you know, a sales funnel, Google search it and click images, you'll see all kinds of examples. But essentially what we do is we, we go through a process, typically using our database, where we put a tremendous number of opportunities in and somewhere along the way they become clients and then at the bottom we turn those clients into transactions and those transactions are what pays us. So why appointments? Why not the number of leads that you generate or the number of flyers that you send or the number of social posts or direct messages that you send or you receive or the number of inquiries you get on your advertisements or your listings? Why not any of those things which are all you know, granted, very important. Why not those and why appointments? Well, if you think about it, essentially this funnel is taking your opportunities and those would be things that were generated from the flyers or the messages and they take those opportunities and they filter them, right? So if we look at your activities, you might send a thousand flyers out and never get a phone call. I've done that quite a few times personally, I can tell you it sucks. You might put uh, $1,000 into Facebook marketing and you might get 500 leads out of it. You might have 200 open house guests this year. But the thing is that all of those things are really high up in the conversion process. Out of 1,000 web leads, chances are there's only a few actual deals. Out of 1,000, there's probably only 20 transactions that could be had, maybe 30. That's actual statistics, like web leads convert at the best of the best at a two to 3% ratio. So 
there's a very small number of deals. And out of those, in order to find them, you're gonna have to communicate with them a lot and you're gonna have to sort out all the rubbish and then you know be there at the right moment to get the appointment and, and make sure that they actually become your clients. So the top of your pipeline, those opportunities, they are a very low probability of actually turning into a transaction and, they're, you know, and thereby becoming some money. They're a very low probability. The, the separation point that we've really found in real estate is at that appointment. It's where we take the opportunities, we shake out all the garbage, we find the people who might move, we qualify them, find out that they actually are serious, they have the means, they're prepared, and they plan to do it in a relatively quick time frame, and then we meet with them. And the appointment is where we convince them to become our client. And for that reason, essentially, that is where we take the globs of people in our database and we separate out the few real ones that we actually have a transaction to do with. So essentially, what we found is that the appointment the number of appointments that you go on, the number of good qualified that appointments that you go on, if you have a reasonably consistent way of converting them to clients, that number of appointments is directly tied to the number of transactions and then your income. So if you can push up that appointment number, you will see an almost exact correlation in your actual income. And that is why we focus on appointments. You can't control whether or not a client's going to buy or sell. You can guide them. You can make sure that you only work with people who are at least a certain level of, of preparedness and seriousness in regards to doing a trade. There's lots you can do to filter and guide and aid and prompt. And at the same time, there's really no actual controlling. You can't force someone to sign a contract. So, in, in business, one of the things, and in life in general, actually, I'm going to say, one of the things that we know is you can't control the outcome. All you can control are your actions. So we know that if we take 10 transactions and get started with them, well, only a certain number of them are going to filter through. So what we need to do is we need to focus on getting more of our actual people to become our clients. And the place that we have the opportunity to change that variable is in the number of appointments that we go on. So. All appointments are good, right? Like if I can just meet more people, that would be great. And if I meet 10 people this year for an appointment and I meet 20 people next year for an appointment, then I should make twice as much? Well, yes and no. If you're meeting 10 people who come from a similar path in terms of the way that they found you and or you found them, and they've been qualified to the same level, and you meet them and you have the same process, sure. And at the same time, simply going on more appointments does not absolutely mean that you'll convert more. So there's two main factors at play when going on an appointment. There's the skill that you apply, so the, the level of your presentation, your ability to manage their objections or their concerns, the, the way that you provide solutions to their problems that otherwise might have, have you know, stumbled them in, in their plans. There's all these little things that you, know, you, could, you could change in your skill level, but there's also a significant factor when it comes to the actual quality of the appointment. And so they're not all the same. And that's why I'm really careful about saying yes and no, because if you go on 10 appointments last year and you get 
eight transactions after closing them. Well, if you add 10 more appointments this year, it's not guaranteed to double your income. Think about this. What if the appointments have a lower level of trust? Maybe they came in through a means where they weren't recommended to you. Maybe they don't have any background on you. Maybe it's a new relationship. Maybe you're going on appointments that aren't as ready to convert. So think about the time frame from when you meet them to when they're actually gonna sell. You could go on a great appointment with a potential seller, but if they're not selling this year, it's not gonna change your wallet in the next couple months. So the, the time frame is huge. You, you look at their ability to actually carry through a transaction. Are they financially ready? Are they willing to accept the state of the market? That's a big one right now where there's a lot of people who are financially able to purchase and they just don't like the deals out there and they're hearing the media and they're hearing the news and they just say like, I'm not touching this. This sounds way too risky. I've worked hard for my money. I don't wanna go in and, and we can argue till we're blue in the face about the merits of the market that we're in and the opportunities. I think it's a great market to purchase. And at the same time, if they're not interested in making a move, then that's again, not likely to change your income. And I know, I know you could, you could reason with them. You could educate them. Sure. Maybe some of those will come through, but again, you're probably gonna have a much smaller ratio. The other thing that I think a lot of people miss when they set appointments and they might be frustrated by their results is what does the prospect think the purpose of the appointment is? Does the prospect think that they're meeting you to have a discussion about you being the person who they commit to doing business with? Or does the prospect think that this is just you coming to bring information? We've seen a lot of people who set appointments and they don't even know that the agent's about to show up because it wasn't communicated clearly that they were gonna be there at that certain time and the prospect was confused and they weren't, they weren't really tied into it. So we know that if we if we wanna have consistent results, one of the things that we need to do is qualify our appointments. We need to understand their goals, we need to understand their concerns, we wanna understand what, what they want from their time with us, we need to know their timeframes, their financial ability, their, their comfortability and, and motivation. We wanna make sure that all of this stuff is at a certain level of par with what we consider an appointment to be. And the reason that we really want this isn't because it might be a waste of our time to go meet them, the truth is I've been on a lot of meetings where the client wasn't going to move for a year or they really just wanted some advice about paint colors and if they should touch up their kitchen. I've been on a ton of those and chances are next year, if you keep in touch, you're just going to waltz in and sign that contract. So that's a great meeting to go on. But the reason that we want to get really crystal clear about the quality and the qualifying of the way that we, we discuss with them before we go in, the reason that we want to do that is because we want to get an understanding of our conversion ratios. So step back from this for a second and you say, okay, well, Sean, what's a conversion ratio? Hold on, you're throwing new words in here. None of this makes sense anymore. Well, in business, most of us have goals. We might say that we wanna make a certain amount of money or we wanna transact a certain number of homes. Most people who are successful high achievers are gonna have some kind of metric that they're growing their business towards. And I love business. I look at the, I look at business and I think like, this is a cool game. It's like a puzzle that we get to solve to figure out how to get what we want. And if business is a game, then the rules are written in math. And if you take the real estate business or any business really, but specifically in real estate, 
you can take a goal and you can do the math backwards to solve what you need to do in order to reach your goal. And because appointments are the key conversion moment where all the glut of your database comes together and gets qualified to a certain standard and then put through a process, i.e. your presentation, where we know a certain number of them will turn into clients. If we know what that certain number of clients is, that makes the appointment the ideal place to solve back to. Think about it. We know we want to make uh, $500,000. Well, if I want to make $500,000, I'm not going to count the number of leads I need to make $500,000 because if I have 10 different types of leads and they're from scattered sources and different levels of motivation, some of them don't even have the right contact info, I really don't have much of an idea of what's going to come out of that. Remember, you can't control the outcome, but what you can control is your actions. So if you can say, out of my leads, all I know is that to get to a $500,000 goal, I need to book and attend X number of appointments that meet my standard of qualification. Because I know if I qualify them to a certain level and I do my presentation at my current skill level, I will get X number out and that's what I need to reach my goal. This is why we love appointments because it's that moment in time where the, the rubber hits the pavement and if you're consistent in the way that you set them up and, and you knock them out, you can expect to get a consistent number that return to you as your clients. And that makes them the ideal point, again, in business that you can solve it down to. So then you just have this one singular goal in your business. I don't need to worry about $500,000. I just need to worry about booking 37 appointments that are qualified and I attend them and I will sign 32 and out of 32, this many are going to complete their transaction at such and such a commission. Poof, there we have it. The beauty of this is it takes everything in your business and it brings it back to one central theme, one central question that you can ask yourself. So if you're looking at your business, you can start asking yourself really simple questions. What could I do to drive more appointments? What could I do to improve the quality of the appointments that I'm going on? What could I do to improve the quality of my presentation or the marketing that I do before my presentation such that I would convert at a higher ratio, meaning that maybe seven out of 10 becomes eight out of 10. By the way, if you focus on conversions, the amount of work that you need to do, if you raise your skill level in the appointment, the amount of work that you need to do to reach your goal goes down um, just incredible amounts. It literally can cut your workload in half. You can ask yourself questions like, what could I do to automate parts of my sales process, my conversion process? What could I do to automate parts of my appointment creation process? And these simple little questions are why people obsess over and love appointments. Now, we're talking about conversion ratios. So again, this is where you look at the total number of deals that you want to write and you, you break it up and you go backwards and you say, okay, well to write 10 deals, I need to have 14 clients to write 14, to sign 14 clients. I need to go on 21 deals or 21 appointments. So if we're looking at these, these, these metrics, one of the things if we're going to be able to rely on them is that we need clean data. And I promised earlier on that I was going to share a really simple way of knowing if an appointment that you're going on is worth tracking, if it's worth counting, or if it's really an appointment. 
And there are all kinds of questionnaires you can download. If you don't have one, reach out to us, I'll give you one. There's all kinds of questionnaires you can download that would help you to qualify a prospect. So whether they're a buyer or a seller, you'll ask them a series of questions and it'll, it'll help you figure out if they're someone who's actually moving or if they're just someone who you should schedule a meeting with to go and make friends, right? And from that, I like to look at it in the premise of three words. If I'm going to track an appointment, I want to track signable appointments attended. Signable appointments attended, okay? Here's why. If I'm keeping track of all the appointments that I go on, and I'm keeping track of the number of clients that I sign, I wanna know what my true ratio is. So, here's where this breaks down. Most realtors like to track appointments booked. So they'll sit down on the phone, they'll make their 20 calls, they'll talk to six people, and one of them will say, you know what, Sean, I'd love to meet you. Why don't you come Tuesday night, we'll talk about selling my home. And they ask some more questions, and the person says, well, you know, I'm probably not gonna move for nine months, but I'd, I'd like to know what the numbers look like, I'd like to know what the commission is, and I'd love if you could talk to me about anything I should fix up. Is that a, a meeting worth going on? Hell yeah, I'd go 10 times out of 10, I'd go meet those people, that sounds great. So you go on the appointment, it goes great. You put a little check in your annual book for appointments and you say, that was one of my 37. Good job, Sean, pat on the back, super great. You go on the appointment, they often will not sign nine months or a year in advance. And so you head home, you made good friends and they call you up six months later and they say, Sean, we wanna have you come back and sign the paperwork, we're ready to list. You go back, you sign the paperwork and off you go. Well, what happened here? We have an appointment where we met them the first time and we went through the information surrounding the plans of their home. We marked that down. We booked them again six months later. We came back and we signed them. Well, if you're tracking appointments booked, chances are that you're gonna show a 50% conversion ratio, meaning that you had two appointments and one signature, right? 50% doesn't really get my heart beating. And the reality of the situation is that there was one opportunity and you signed one appointment. You got 100% of the appointments, but you tracked it funny, okay? I'll give you another example. Imagine that, again, you're tracking appointments booked and you book someone in and then they cancel and you call them back the next week and you reschedule and you book them again and they cancel again and then you call them back the next week, you miss them, you call them back the week after, you get them, you book them in again a third time and you go and you sign up their house. You went on one appointment, you went to meet one client, but you're having about a one in three appointment conversion ratio. So what we wanna do is we wanna only track the appointments that we attend. So that's what we say, assignable appointments attended. Now, the other thing that we found was that sometimes people just aren't ready to sign. And you can talk to people who will tell you that they've got a 99% conversion ratio and that's great for them. And I'm sure that they always walk in and people just quiver and the contract falls at their feet. Personally, I've always thought that chances are they're only dealing with their friends and relatives. So for me, if I'm not someone who's, you know, scared to go into a, a, a raw meeting with someone who doesn't know me and I got no background with, chances are it might take a little bit of convincing. And so often I'd go in early. That's the person who was thinking about painting their kitchen. I might go back twice and I might go in when they're not quite ready. But sometimes what happens is 
through my own weakness or the weakness and skill of someone on my team, I might not truly ask the right questions. So I might actually say, you know what, actually this one, I do think I'm signing today. And then I book the appointment and I go in and I'll sign them. Okay. Well, I should mark that down as a loss because if I said I was going to sign them and I didn't go in, it means that I missed something. And this is where the beauty of signable appointments attended comes in because if you force yourself before knocking on the door to say if an appointment is signable, well, what it does is it points a light on where you have the opportunity to improve. Think about it. I walk up to the seller's door and I, I marked it down as an appointment that I was signing. This is a signable appointment. I knock on the door and I don't get it signed. Well, only two things could have really happened here. One, I didn't know enough about them beforehand. And it turned out that they weren't signable because I didn't ask the right questions. That means I need to improve my pre-qualification questions. Or two, I went in, they were ready to sign, but they just didn't like my presentation enough. Maybe I didn't manage their questions. Maybe I didn't have the right solutions for them. Maybe there was something else that I failed to, to show the value I bring on and they chose not to sign with me. In that case, it's my presentation. By tracking signable appointments attended, it forces you to get real with yourself. It gives you a gut check where you have to say, I'm going in and I'm getting this one. And if I don't, I've got an opportunity to improve and I know exactly where that opportunity is because there's only two places it could be. It's either in the way that I'm preparing for the appointment or it's in the way that I'm presenting at the appointment. Signable appointments attended. So I'm gonna leave it off here. And in our next session, I wanna dig in on mindset because if you're not getting enough appointments, I'm gonna share a couple weird reasons that they're not showing up for you. And I hope that you'll join me. But in the meantime, I want you to start loving appointments. I want you to start obsessing over them. I want you to start looking at all the opportunities you might have to offer an appointment to someone. And I want you to start thinking about how you can track the number of signable appointments you attend and the number you take home. Because the more you get intimate with that number, the more that you understand it, the better you'll be prepared to grow your business because you'll truly know what you're working with and the easier it's gonna become for you. As always, I'm grateful that you took the time and I'm looking forward to the next time that we see each other. Thanks for watching.